Chris Kreider now sits alone for third all-time in goals by a New York Ranger after passing Adam Graves. Can he catch Rod Gilbert for first all-time? We discuss, plus a look at tonight's matchup between the Rangers and the Leafs. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 964 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, I uh, wanted to take some time today to discuss uh, what is going to be an ongoing storyline for the next handful of seasons here, uh, basically for as long as Chris Kreider remains a New York Ranger, and that is, can he eventually catch Rod Gilbert for first all-time in career goals by a New York Ranger? It's going to be an interesting uh, debate to to track. Uh, I did want to mention also that you know he obviously had a great game against the Ducks, and I was away for a couple of days there, and we got back, and obviously the Rangers were coming off that dramatic 2-1 to one overtime comeback win in Boston against the Bruins. So we talked about that game in great detail. We didn't really get to talk a whole lot about the Ducks game, uh, but given that we're talking about Chris Kreider here, I do want to talk about you know the big night that he had against the Ducks because he'd been in a little bit of a scoring drought, uh, but a history-making night on Friday night for Kreider against the Ducks. Uh, Kreider had been stuck on 499 career points had been held off the score sheet for four straight games. Uh, He was also one goal behind Adam Graves for number three on the Rangers all-time list as far as, you know, goals scored by a player wearing a New York Ranger sweater. And obviously he took care of that with a two-goal game against the Ducks. He gets up to 501 career points, and he also passed Adam Graves to claim ownership of third place, sole ownership of third place, on the Rangers' all-time list uh, for goals scored. And, of course, the question then becomes, can he eventually catch Roger Bear for first all-time among New York Rangers? We are going to discuss that and uh, going to use some math to kind of break it down and talk a little bit about uh, how Kreider's game might evolve uh, throughout the next couple of years here as he gets toward his uh, mid-30s. Can get to all that in just a second. First, though, like I said, we didn't really get a chance to talk about uh, a whole lot that happened in that Ducks game, and obviously the Rangers went on to a really nice five to one win after falling behind early in that game. Um, but I thought that once again, since we're talking about Kreider, we may as well go ahead and at least spotlight the two goals that he had in that game, given that once again it was a history making night for Chris Kreider. So the first goal occurred in the first period. You got Blake Wheeler, Mika Zibanejad. They're both fighting for the puck along the boards. A couple of Ducks there as well. They're kind of near the corner on the right side there. Uh, the Ducks try to move the puck to the center of the ice. Goes off of Fowler's skate. Uh, Mika picks it up, starts to move toward the net. And then it looked like a player on the Ducks actually got his stick on the puck and knocked it away from Mika. But it goes right to Chris Kreider. Kreider's got the puck kind of uh, on the inside portion of the right circle there. Kreider wastes no time, takes a shot from in deep there, and he scores. And uh, that tied the game at 1-1 to in the first period. And, of course, got Chris Kreider his 500th career point in the NHL. So a big congratulations to Kreider there. Uh, the second goal... 
This one occurred on the power play. You got Vincent Trocek winning a faceoff. Mika moves the puck back to Adam Fox. Fox with a backhand pass uh, up the boards to Mika. Mika then uses the boards to pass the puck back to Fox. Fox, really nice job faking a pass in deep. And instead, it goes across the blue line to Artemi Panarin. Panarin takes a quick strider or two toward the net, but then he passes in deep to Kreider. And Kreider's not in front of the net. He's along the side of the net, and he deflects it into the twine, gives the Rangers a 3-1 to lead at that point in the game. And, you know, we talked about Kreider and his work on deflections and how he's such a great net front presence, and all that's true. But, you know, a lot of times you'll see him also kind of position himself at the side of the net here. And to me, it's just that much more difficult. I don't know how he's so routinely, uh, you know, from the side of the net, not even in front of the net where you just got to get a little piece of the puck. He'll be at the side of the net and he'll redirect it exactly where he wants it to go into the net. Uh, nobody does it better than Chris Kreider. And once again, this gave the Rangers a three to one lead at this point in the game. They were on their way to a five to one win. So he was tied with Adam Graves for about 20 minutes as far as like NHL game time goes. You know, he scored about 20 minutes later, his second goal after his first goal here. Uh, so briefly tied with Graves, then he eclipses him. And for what it's worth, this is also Chris Kreider's 100th career power play goal. Uh, so big night for Chris Kreider. And, um, you know, a couple of different Rangers weighed in on his success and him getting to these milestones. So Adam Fox had to say after the game, it's kind of fitting. It was the tip goal there on the power play that got it. It's something that's no accident. He works on it and you get rewarded when you do the things like that. And then Kreider himself, you know, he's always all business and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll get asked every now and then because he's climbing a lot of different Ranger lists, you know, most career um, you know, points in the power play. He's up there for the Rangers and obviously points and goals. You know, he's got a shot at maybe catching Rod Gilbert. And like I said, we're going to use some math to break down that chase in just a little bit here. But he's all business and he's really just on to the next shift, the next game. That's just kind of who Chris Kreider is. But this is what he had to say uh, about the situation after the game. I love Adam Graves, but that's hard to talk about right now post game, especially with a game tomorrow. So once again, true to form, uh, Kreider just turned the page very quickly there and I'm um, looking ahead to the next game, which, of course, the Rangers won in dramatic fashion in Boston over the Bruins. Uh, Peter Laviolette was asked about it as well. So he had to say about uh, Kreider and his his big night. I thought this before my time here, but I think he's one of the best down around that area in front of the net, just off to the side of the net. His, his hand-eye coordination is through the roof, and he sees the next play, makes the next play a big body. He's everything you want for a down low guy. And yeah, my sentiments exactly. I, like I said, I don't think anybody does this better uh, than Chris Cryer, just creating havoc in front of the net. And um, the, the skill that it takes to just routinely deflect those pucks exactly where he wants them to go. Uh, there aren't many people on this planet that can do it the way Chris Kreider does. And I figure, you know, we're, we're kind of going through a couple of different quotes here. We might as well go ahead and finish this section uh, with a quote from Kreider's BFF. That would, of course, be Mika Zibanejad. You're not going to get much out of him, but I'm super proud. Whenever he hangs it up, he's going to be able to enjoy it. Right now, he's so professional. He's just thinking about the next game. And yeah, I think that kind of mindset has, has served Kreider well over the years, and hopefully will continue to serve him well. You know, he's somebody that the Rangers rely on to be one of the leaders of this team. And, um, you know, Kreider's just not the kind of guy that's going to stop and smell the roses all that often, but it is a huge accomplishment. Anytime you're number three on any list for, you know, any team in hockey, much less the Rangers, much less, you know, an original six team, it's very, very impressive. And Kreider might not stop to enjoy it right now, but I think we as Ranger fans certainly all can, and we can appreciate everything he's done for this team over the years. Uh, going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to, like I said, kind of turn our attention to what we can just basically call the chase. You know, Chris Kreider, uh, I mean, it's obviously not going to happen this year. It won't happen next year. But Chris Kreider will have a chance of eventually, you know, catching Rod Gilbert for number one 
all time on the uh, the Rangers, you know, list of, of top goal scorers. It, it's certainly uh, within the realm of possibility, could go either way, but we're going to break down uh, what will be an ongoing chase uh, for the next couple of seasons here. We'll do that in just a second. First, though, we definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And I've talked about this in the past, but a good friend of mine, Big New York Giants fan. Sure, we got some Giants fans listening here as well. He always has this strategy where he bets against the Giants for some reason or another. He just never really fully trusts them. And so, as he puts it, something good is going to happen every time. Either he wins his bet or he loses his bet, but his team wins. So, just a little idea to toss out there for you guys. But once again, visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NHNFL. All right, so we'll go ahead and keep everything rolling here. First, though, I do want to let everybody know that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so we just want to go ahead and thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, first of all, can't thank you guys enough for always tuning in, always supporting the show. But in our next episode, tomorrow's episode, we'll be breaking down whatever happens between the Rangers and the Leafs. Uh, a much-anticipated rematch after the Rangers uh, basically just fell short in all areas of the game exactly one week ago to the day. Uh, it's Tuesday as I'm recording this. So one week ago where the Rangers uh, were pretty much run out of the building by the Toronto Maple Leafs 7-3. You know, the Rangers had a little rally there, but for the most part, uh, they just did not play well in that game. So definitely looking forward to the game tonight. Looking forward to breaking down whatever happens with you guys uh, in the next episode. But for right now, let's keep the focus on Chris Kreider and more specifically his chase of Rod Gilbert. And again, as we know from all the quotes we just heard and um, just, you know, what we've come to know about Chris Kreider during his time with the Rangers. He's not going to get too hung up on this. I mean, it's one of those things, if he starts getting close, human nature, I think he got to at least start thinking about it a little bit, but he's very team-oriented, very focused on, you know, what's next for the team, and that's awesome, and it's something that, you know, you can certainly appreciate about Kreider. But for us Ranger fans, I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun. It, it's been a long time. Really, has this ever happened where we can, um, you know, even have this discussion of somebody catching Rod Bear? I'm not so sure that it has. Well, Talk a little bit more about uh, this topic from that aspect a little bit later here. But right now, let's uh, just kind of turn to the math here. So Chris Kreider, right now, sitting on 281 career goals. Uh, Jean Rattel has 336 goals. He's in second place all-time for the Rangers. And Rod Gilbert has 406 goals. So Kreider right now trails Rattel by 55 goals, and he trails Gilbert by 125 goals. And again, we're going to break this down First of all, just by looking strictly at the math, we're just going to do some math and try to 
you know, project what Kreider is going to be doing and, and kind of put him on, on the pace that he's on right now for the rest of this season and talk about what he has to do in the years to come if he is going uh, to catch Roger Barron. There's a lot of different factors at play here. Um, but as far as just strict math, uh, so we'll start with this season. Right now, Kreider is on pace. If you project out uh, his goal totals where he's at right now and where he will be at the end of an 82-game regular season, it comes out to about 45 and a quarter goals for this season. So we'll round down there. We'll give Kreider a total of 45 goals for this year. He's already got 16. So that would be another 29 goals that Kreider will score uh, for the rest of this regular season. Again, we we don't know for sure that's going to happen. Could be less than that. Could be more than that. But if he keeps going at the pace that he's on right now, that's that's what he's going to get. He's going to get 29 more goals this season. And that would bring his total from right now 281 career goals to 310 career goals. And at that point, he's just 26 goals behind Rattel. So, I mean, looking at this, you got to figure he's going to catch Rattel. Barring something completely unforeseen, Chris Kreider will go down at the very least as the number two, number two leading goal scorer in the history of the New York Rangers. Pretty amazing accomplishment in and of itself. But if he keeps going once again at this pace that we're projecting him on for the rest of the season, he would finish this year 96 goals behind Roger Bear. And it's also worth pointing out that after this season, Kreider has three years remaining on his current contract. So he would finish this season, once again, 96 goals behind Roger Bear. To tie Roger Bear, he would then have to average exactly 32 goals over the next three seasons to tie him for first place all time. Obviously, much, much easier said than done, but it's doable. It's not something that's out of the uh, out of the question here. Um, it's also possible, here's another big-time X factor, uh, Kreider, right now 32 years old, and again, he has three years left on his deal after this one ends. It's also possible that once his current deal ends with the Rangers, Kreider might re-up with this team. You know, it's the only team that he's ever known. Obviously, they value him. They value his, uh, you know, what he does on the ice. They value his leadership. Just a, you know, really good all-around player and somebody that's been here a long time and knows what it takes to win and succeed in New York. And somebody that might still have value even at the end of this contract. Now, when his current contract ends in three seasons, after the next three seasons uh, come and go, Kreider will be 36 years old. So... If he re-ups with the Rangers, even on just a, a one or two year deal at that point, which is certainly possible, um, that gives him all the more time and all the more opportunities to catch and eventually pass Rod Joe Bear. So that's one of the bigger X factors at play here. You know, Kreider has three years left on his deal, but will he be with the Rangers beyond that? You got to figure 36 years old. I, I think Kreider's still going to want to keep playing at that point. And, um, you know, as a fan of Kreider, as a fan of this team, I hope that he uh, is able to come to an agreement with the Rangers to remain with the only team that he's ever known. Obviously, you know, you can't overextend yourself for somebody who will be 36 at the time, but hopefully both sides can be reasonable, as I think they were the last time the contract, uh, that uh, Kreider's contract was coming due. So uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But again, obviously Kreider's chances of catching Roger Bear going to take uh, quite a boost. They're, they're going to get quite a boost if he re-ups with the Rangers after his current contract expires. The other factor at play here is kind of uh, the flip side of what I just said. It is worth noting that after this season ends, uh, Kreider will no longer have a full no-move clause in his contract. Uh, next year will be the fifth year of Kreider's seven-year contract with the Rangers. And for next year and the two seasons after that, the, the final three seasons of Chris Kreider's contract, Kreider will only have a partial no-trade clause where he can only block teams, block trades to 15 of the teams. So 
it is food for thought. It's not something that I expect to happen. It's certainly not something that I would endorse to happen. Um, but I think it's only fair here if we acknowledge the possibility that once this season ends, uh, Kreider, in theory, could be traded. And once again, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that should happen. I don't think that uh, there, there's any real reason to believe that it will happen. It's one of those things that I don't think would play very well in the locker room. The only way that I could see Kreider potentially being dealt before his contract comes up is if things just go really south for the Rangers. And I don't see that happening either. I think it's just too talented of a team, too good of a team. Uh, there's some prospects that are still on the way that the Rangers feel pretty good about. Guys like Brian Othman, uh, guys like Adam Sakura, um, guys like Gabe Perot. You know, these are these are high upside forwards that could be on the way for the Rangers. Um, I, I feel like they're built for success for both right here, right now, and also in the future. So the only way that Kreider would be traded, I think, before uh, his contract ends is if the Rangers truly feel like their championship window is closed. And like I said, I, I just don't see that happening, that the team, the core of this team, still relatively young, and you've still got some exciting young players uh, on the way as well. So I think Kreider, at the very least, will play out the rest of his contract with the Rangers. But once again, it is worth at least noting that, in theory, Kreider could be traded as soon as, I think, next July is when he has to submit his 15-team no-trade uh, list. So, you know, again, food for thought and only fair uh, that I point that out. But as far as Kreider holding up, if we move beyond the numbers here and beyond the math, um, as far as him holding up, you know, physically and continuing to play at the level that he's playing at, I think he has a very good chance of doing exactly that. Um, the only part of his game that I could see maybe taking a little bit of a hit as he continues to get older is obviously the speed. And that's not unique to Chris Kreider. You know, as players, as they get older, tend to slow down uh, a little bit. So at a certain point, you know, Kreider is not going to be the speed demon that he is right now. Um, the way he can just rush up the ice and, you know, go to the net, um, that'll take a little bit of a hit. But, you know, Kreider's still a big guy. The size isn't going to go anywhere. That hand-eye coordination that he has, if anything, that'll probably just get better. You know, the, the more reps you get and the more deflection opportunities you have, probably the better you get at that. Uh, that's not really something that requires speed. And it's not something that I think will you know, be hindered by his age. At the very least, the hand-eye coordination will probably remain about what it is right now. Obviously, that ridiculous ability he has to redirect pucks, be an elite net front presence, that's still going to be there for Chris Kreider. Uh, you have to also believe that Kreider will continue to be a really big, really important part of what is an elite power play unit for the New York Rangers. He's been playing with a lot of those same guys for a long time. You know, Panarin and Fox and Mika Zibanejad on that top Ranger power play unit. Trocek's there now, and he's fit in very nicely. He's signed long-term. All those guys are under contract uh, for longer than Kreider, except for Panarin. Panarin's actually just got two years left on his deal after this current season ends. Um, but again, you know, I, I do think Kreider will probably maintain his spot on that top power play unit. I mean, why would you take him away from that, right? You know, unless you just have a situation where you want to spread the wealth among the two power play units, uh, I get the feeling that Kreider will remain in that exact same role on that top power play unit for the Rangers that he's played the last, you know, however many seasons now. And again, that only bolsters his chances of, of racking up more and more goals, being on that elite power play unit, looking for those redirections, looking to clean up loose change in the crease. Um, that will only help Kreider's cause as it pertains to potentially uh, one day catching Roger Bear. And to kind of just wrap up this section here, I mean, it's exciting. You know, like I said uh, a little while ago, he clearly has a shot at it. It's a situation where it really could go either way. I don't think you can say for sure one way or another that Kreider is going to make it or that he will not make it as far as uh, catching Rod Gilbert. 
And of course, as we mentioned, you know, the, the factors being how much longer is he going to be a Ranger? We don't know that for sure. But if we just look at the next three years on his contract and what he might do for the rest of this year, it could really, really come down to the wire. And I just think this is going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some Ranger fans that really want to see this happen. There might be some old school Ranger fans that, you know, really liked Rod Gilbert. And obviously, you know, he played 18 seasons or part of 18 seasons with the Rangers. Only NHL team that he ever played for. I mean, you don't get a nickname like Mr. Ranger without being, you know, a, a true blue shirt. And, um, you know, obviously Joe Bear was just an amazing player in his own right. Um, but again, the thing that's really exciting about this for me is this is the first time really that this debate has even been open. I mean, when's the last time that there's been a Ranger that you could talk yourself into believing would even come close, would even have a shot at catching Rod Bear. The one name that kind of popped into my head was Adam Graves, and I had to kind of look back at his numbers and see what kind of path he was on. Now, Graves, of course, now is number four all-time um, with the Rangers in terms of goals scored, um, and he was at 280 when he was only 32 years old. So, you know, you look at that, and it's like maybe he's got a shot here, but um, you know, Graves at that point in his career when he was on the Rangers had already previously played for Detroit and Edmonton before he ever came to New York. And then he was traded by the Rangers when he was 32 uh, to the Sharks. And um, that's where he played the last two seasons of his career with the San Jose Sharks. And he actually uh, was 34 uh, in what turned out to be his last season. So maybe Adam Graves, as he was kind of piling up some goals and still in his mid to late 20s with the Rangers, you could kind of talk yourself into believing that, hey, if, if he's here long enough, maybe he's got a shot at it. Other than that, I mean, I don't really think anybody you could even talk yourself into believing had a chance to catch Roger Bear. I thought maybe Mark Messier, but he had played so many years with the Oilers before that. And obviously Messier did some amazing things with the Rangers, but you know he leaves for Vancouver, comes back to the Rangers at the end of his career. Never really got all that close where you were talking about him catching Roger Bear. Uh, this is it. This is the first time we've had a Ranger um, even really be in the conversation is potentially going down as the all-time franchise leader in goal scored. So it's going to be very, very exciting to track this uh, regardless of what happens going forward. Anyway, just want to give Kreider uh, his moment in the sun here. I mean, again, he, he moves into third place all-time on the Rangers' all-time goals list. Uh, certainly worth our time here on Locked On New York Rangers. And like I said, it could be a lot of fun to, to track his progress uh, in the uh, seasons that follow here and, and see if he can indeed catch Rod Gilbert. We're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to shift our attention to uh, what is going to be round two against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Once again, round one did not go so well for the Rangers. We're going to break down this matchup in just a second. Talk a little bit about Ke'Andre Miller being back into the lineup as well. We'll get to all that good stuff in just a second. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. Awesome feature, by the way, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without all those annoying hidden fees. Buy, buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
All right, so figured we could uh, wrap up today's episode of Locked On Rangers by talking a little bit about uh, this and that, a couple of uh, odds and ends here, and none more pressing, I would say, than uh, tonight's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, kind of a heavyweight battle here uh, between two obviously very talented teams. Uh, round one was a disaster for the Rangers, and again, it was one week ago to the day on Tuesday here, so um, highly anticipated rematch. Uh, the Rangers in the first meeting, of course, lost 7-3 to the Leafs in Madison Square Garden. The Leaf stars all showed up in a major way. They're, they're big four, so to speak, combined for 10 points and basically just kind of had their way with the Rangers. Big night for Matthews, uh, big night for uh, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. Uh, I think Tavares only had like one assist, but the bottom line, those those four big players for the Leafs, uh, they kind of went off against the Rangers. And uh, the Rangers picked the wrong night to forget to play defense. You certainly don't want to do that on any night, much less a team that can hurt you the way the Leafs can. Uh, Rangers were very sloppy in their own zone in that game. Uh, had some issues, you know, making what looked to be routine passes, handling routine passes. Uh, didn't help that Igor Shesterkin clearly did not have his A game in that one either. I mean, again, the, the Rangers kind of hung him out to dry, but Igor did give up six goals in the loss. So um, kind of a, not, 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 not a good combination. <laughs> not a good combination when you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, that is for sure. Uh, Rangers going to have to do a lot of things better if they're going to win this matchup. Uh, one thing that I thought of is they could play a little bit more physical against Toronto's top stars. Yeah, they had 23 hits in the last matchup. They out hit Toronto 23 to 13, but uh, I think more physicality is better when you're dealing with a talented team such as this. Uh, I think also they have to, and we talked about this quite a bit on here, they got to make sure they're awake in the shift that follows a goal. This is Rangers Leafs. There's reason to believe that this could be another high scoring game. You never know for sure. I mean, for all we know, this could go. This could end up being a one nothing win one way or the other. But with talented players like this on both sides and both teams having the ability um, to put the puck in the net, certainly it's possible that we get another kind of a shootout game here between the Rangers and the Leafs. And the Rangers, if there are a lot of goals scored, they have to make sure they're ready to go in the shift that follows a goal. That was not the case at all in the last matchup between these two teams. And hey, you know what? Another two-goal night from Blake Wheeler would not hurt either. He got two goals in the Rangers' last matchup against the Leafs and has played a little bit better recently. I feel like that Mika Kreider-Wheeler top line is starting to find its footing a little bit. Um, you know, just, just better results in recent games. I think that's for sure. So obviously keep our fingers crossed that they, they continue to bring it and that line continues to get going in the right direction. Uh, and then obviously the Rangers are going to have to have a better third period. I mentioned a minute ago, kind of in passing there, that and the Rangers had a little bit of a rally the last time they played the Leafs. What I was talking about was the last few minutes of the second period. The Rangers are down 4-1, have not played well at all to this point in the game. They get a couple of late goals in the second period, one from Mika, one from Wheeler. And just like that, it's 4-3 going into the third period. The Rangers are feeling it, and we're kind of talking ourselves into believing that, okay, this is going to be the Rangers' night. You know, they, they weren't playing great, but they're rallying here. They're, uh, they are they found their A game, and, you know, the third period starts, and it's like that never even happened. It, the Leafs basically took control uh, back from the Rangers, up 4-3, and uh, they go on to the 7-3 win. The last goal was an empty netter, but regardless, uh, the Leafs were clearly the better team on that night and basically just outplayed the Rangers in just about every aspect of the game. So the Rangers, quite simply, just have to be better in a lot of different aspects. As far as the goalie matchup tonight, no starting goalies announced as of this recording, but I, I think it's probably going to be Igor Sesterkin. Give him a shot at redemption against this team, and... You know, I, I know some people, you know, when we get Jonathan Quick out there, and I understand that he's hot lately. He's had an excellent start to the season, better than we ever could have anticipated. But the Raiders do have a back-to-back -back coming up on Friday and Saturday against the Oilers and the Sabres. And you can give one of those games to Quick. I got to believe that's probably the uh, the plan anyway. So no reason not to go to Igor in this game. He's coming off of a really strong performance and uh, against an elite team, by the way. 
And if he can go out there and maybe not completely shut down the Leafs, but if he can hold them to like one or two goals, I think a lot of people are going to be feeling really, really good about Igor because that'd be two excellent performances in a row, both of which would be on the road, both of which would be against good teams with once again, a high powered attack. So um, yeah, Igor Shesterkin to me, he's probably gonna be the guy tonight. Never know for sure, but we'll see if, you know, maybe they go with quick, but I, I do think this will be Igor's night. One other thing that I want to mention, because we just never really got a chance to talk about it in our most recent episode, but Adam Edstrom, uh, he made his NHL debut for the Rangers against the Ducks at the age of 23. And I just want to talk a little bit about how he fared in that game and give you guys a little bit of his background. So Edstrom, six-round pick by the Rangers in 2019. He went number 161 overall that year. Uh, he can play both center and wing. And the first thing that kind of gets your attention when it comes to Edstrom, just the size, six foot seven, 220 pounds. Uh, to kind of give you guys an idea of what he's been doing ever since the Rangers drafted him. Last year, he played 42 games with uh, Rogel BK. He had nine goals and 10 assists. He was a plus four. He then played three games with the Wolfpack, had one goal, was a plus one, and then also played five playoff games with the Wolfpack and had one assist, was also a plus one. And then this year with Hartford, 22 games, eight goals, two assists, and he's a plus six uh, so far. And... As far as like everything that happened with Edstrom while he was with the Rangers, and he has since been sent back down, but um, your teams typically, they give their debuting player that that rookie lap. You know, you go out there by yourself onto the rink before your teammates join you, and you take a lap. Maybe you take a shot at the net as well. Uh, that never happened with Edstrom because he was out there for pregame skates, but the Rangers didn't think that he was going to be playing. They thought he'd be the healthy scratch, but Nick Bonino was a little bit under the weather and kind of last minute there. Uh, I believe Bonino himself went to Edstrom and told him, like, I, I don't know that I can do this tonight. I'm not feeling up to this. So Edstrom, just like that, snap of the fingers, he goes right into the uh, the lineup and played pretty well for himself. Laviolette even mentioned that sometimes that's actually better for a player because you don't get a chance to think about it and stress about it all day. Just dive right in, and that's what Edstrom had to do. But what was kind of funny about this is that Edstrom didn't get that rookie lap, but then he did get the rookie lap against the Bruins but then he was a healthy scratch for that game. So kind of backwards and kind of an interesting way to start your NHL career. But as far as what he did against the Ducks, you know, I, I thought he looked pretty good. Obviously, the one thing that kind of stands out the most is that he scored his first goal with three seconds remaining in the game. Uh, he was also a plus one, had two hits, three shots on goal. He had nine minutes and 39 seconds of ice time, which was the lowest on the team. But that's to be expected. You've got a, a rookie player. Uh, making his debut. that That's usually the way it's going to go. Also had one takeaway, one giveaway. And as far as the goal that he scored, it was obviously really cool to see this happen. Um, it, it boosted the Ranger lead from 4-1 to 5-1 with three seconds to go. So obviously they were going to win this game either way. Um, but you've got Schneider leading Edstrom into the neutral zone with a pass. Edstrom then passes over to Goodrow on the left side. Goodrow goes up the left side. And I swear, Goodrow was kind of you know, they'll say like a quarterback was staring down his receiver sometimes, and that's not a good thing in the NFL. I think Goodrow was basically staring down Edstrom on this. He was going to pass this puck, and the only guy he was looking for, and you can't blame him for this because obviously, you know, the situation in the game, the only person he was going to pass this puck to was Edstrom. He was going to give him a shot to score his first goal. Great pass great pass by Goodrow, great shot by Edstrom, and he scores and uh, gives the Rangers the 5-1 to one lead, which is a couple seconds remaining. That's what Edstrom had to say after the game. It was amazing. I can't really understand it at this point. I kind of blacked out when I scored. I think I went up to the boards, but it's a special feeling. And, you know, besides the goal, he's just, you know, he's a very noticeable player. Once again, just because of the size and also does seem to bring some physicality to the rink. He actually uh, attempted a between-the-legs goal earlier in the game, and that would have been a wild way for him to score his first goal, obviously. 
Um, he has since been sent back to the minors, but he actually scored a goal on Sunday against Toronto while playing for the Wolfpack. Um, so obviously, you know, not, um, not dwelling on being sent back down and, uh, we'll see if he gets another opportunity at some point this season. Um, but obviously cool to, uh, you know, see him come up and, and have a strong debut, uh, for the Rangers at the NHL level. And the other thing I want to mention here, Keandre Miller got back into the lineup for Saturday's two to one overtime win in Boston. Miller was out there for 21 minutes, 40 seconds, had two shots on goal and two blocked shots. He of course had missed the previous two games for personal reasons. Um, the term that Miller used when talking to reporters was that he was in a better headspace. So, you know, obviously, again, we hope everything's okay with Keandre Miller. Uh, this is not really my area of expertise. I don't know if maybe it's going to be kind of touch and go for Miller uh, for the upcoming, you know, however many games going forward. You know, we'll, we'll see if he's going to be available for every single game the rest of the way. Um, but again, you, you just hope that Keandre Miller is doing all right. Uh, that's first and foremost in situations like this. But obviously, it was nice to see him uh, get back into the lineup. So anyway, I, I figure, figure we can pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.